Hey everyone, and welcome to the first of many podcasts for the Macro Workshop. I'm your host, Kieran Keenan, and today I'm here with Gino and Miles. In today's episode, we will be covering GDP and other important aspects of GDP. Also, throughout the length of the semester, we will have more podcasts discussing other important issues in the economy, like inflation, unemployment, the Fed, and so on. But before we get into any further detail, allow us to introduce ourselves and give you an overview of why we're here today. So guys, I figure we should tell the audience a little bit about our background and who we are. Let's start with Gino. Hey, Kieran. How's it going? Good, Gino. Uh, tell me a little bit about your background. I'm Gino Gansio, and I'm uh, from Detmold in Germany. I'm currently a sophomore here at Stag. Uh, it's my first semester now, and I'm really excited to continue my degree in finance here. How about you, Kieran? That's great, Gino. I'm finishing my junior year here at Stack, and I'm studying business management with a finance minor. I'm from Provo, New York, and live about 10 minutes away from Stack. And let's go to Miles. So, Miles, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Miles Fisher. I'm a junior here at Stack. I'm a finance major and a minor in economics and computer science. That's great, Miles. I'm glad to have you both here on this podcast and discuss some important things about GDP. Uh, Miles, do you want to tell the audience about uh, the macro workshop we're doing this semester? Yes, I can. The macro workshop is a one-credit class here at Stack. Uh, it reviews int intro and intermediate macroeconomics, and the class's goal is to prepare students for the Fed Challenge. And the Fed Challenge is a national competition run by the United States Federal Reserve, which gives colleges the opportunity to compete to create an economic uh, plan for the entire country. Yep, that's exactly why we're here. So everyone, that is what brings us here today for our discussion. Now let's get into a general overview of what GDP is to begin our process. So Gino, can you tell us a little bit about what GDP is? Sure. So GDP, or gross domestic product, is a measure of the total income of an economy. The Bureau of Economic Analysis measures the total income every three months to get a glimpse at where our economy stacks up against others, as well as other things like seeing if industries are growing or not. They find this by taking the value of all goods and services produced in the country for a certain time period. Yeah, it seems like a useful tool that can give us a good snapshot of an economy's well-being. So who uses GDP? Absolutely. GDP is one of the most important indicators economists use when looking at a country. On a larger scale, it's, it tells us whether an economy is expanding or contracting based on a few key variables but anyone can benefit by knowing a country's GDP. Okay, so how does the government use GDP and why does it matter? The White House or the Congress use the GDP numbers to plan spending and tax policy, but also the Federal Reserve Bank uses them when setting monetary policy. It gives them an insight on the growing of the economy so they can decide what to do with the money supply if they want to increase or decrease the interest rates. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely something that people can use in their everyday life. Uh, companies and investors, they use it when they're looking at different markets overseas and they want to get different countries' uh, GDPs to see their economic standing. Great point, Miles. Are there any downsides to it? It holds a lot of weight in how we judge the economy, but it leaves out a lot of transactions like used goods, illegal goods, um, goods produced overseas, transfer payments uh, like Social Security, insurance, and anything off the books. It may also give the fake narrative of how well a country is doing, but those are rare occasions. Yeah, Miles, there are definitely plenty of transactions that aren't covered in the measurement of GDP. But for those that are, how do we come about them and what factors of our economy determine GDP? So there are 
four significant components of the GDP. Consum consumption, the goods and services people buy, government spending on institutions like national defense, infrastructure, and then we have investment, which is businesses buying fixed assets, so like machines to produce goods, and then home purchases, as well as net exports. So that's our profit from trades. Okay, but which one is the most important? Um, well, I would say consumer spending is the most important since it makes up 70% of the US's GDP. That's obviously different for other economies, but in the US, that's definitely the most important part. Absolutely, Gino. Our consumption also impacts the production from firms. The more we put into buying goods, the more businesses can produce. Productivity is key for firms. Productivity is how much each worker can produce. It's important because it relies on the consumer spending and thus forms the relationship between the firms and the household. The Fed can use these consumptions as a tool to gauge the money supply. Yeah, Miles, I'm glad you brought up the money supply. With record inflation last year, the Fed is definitely trying to pull back on the money circling the economy. So, Gino, can you tell the audience how GDP adjusts for inflation? Absolutely. So there are two types of GDP. First, you have real and then nominal GDP. Nominal GDP uses the current prices in the market, or as some would call it, the current dollar. And then the real GDP uses a base year, let's say 2012. Okay, uh, which one's more useful? Although it's more complex, real GDP goes deeper into how much a country has grown, and that makes it easier to compare it with other years. Most countries experience some sort of inflation over time, which is usually around 2%. So you adjust it to that base year. I agree. Real GDP is definitely more useful. So let's take this time to pivot back toward the topic of income and cover um, some important economic indicators prevalent in society today, like the Gini coefficient. So, Miles, can you tell us about the Gini coefficient? Yeah. The Gini coefficient measures the inequality in a given country, and it ranges from a scale of zero to one, where zero is perfect equality, where everybody has the same amount of money, and one is perfect inequality, where one person holds all the money. Yeah. It's definitely an eye-opener in seeing how much income inequality there is in the world and in different countries. Uh, does it have any weaknesses? Yes, it sure does. It may overstate the inequality that actually exists because, as we mentioned before, GDP leaves out a handful of transactions in its measurements. Also, two countries with similar Gini indexes may vastly, di vastly differ. How so? To take the US and Turkey, for example, both have a Gini coefficient of 0.4. However, the U.S. economy is much larger than Turkey's and has a much greater GDP. The Gini index may be deceiving. Great point, Gino. Uh, there's always discrepancies that must be taken into account when using economic indicators and in making judgments like that. Well, guys, I'd like to thank you for giving the audience some great insight into GDP and how important it is. Are there any ideas um, that you would like to share before we conclude the podcast? Or? No, that's it for now. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Well, that's all for now, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the Macro Workshop podcast. Our next episode will discuss all you need to know about inflation. So until next time.